right. We look at South Jersey as anywhere from Mercer, Middlesex, and Monmouth County South, with the exclusion of uh, the near coastal areas where we don't have many stations. And so, in other words, for South Jersey, the temperature in August averaged 77.9 degrees. Uh, that's 3.9 degrees above normal. Uh, it is also within one-tenth of the record warmest uh, August for South Jersey since 1895 when New Jersey record began. Um, 2016 was 78.0. Uh, we've seen once all the returns are in, if you will, we've occasionally seen the average change by a tenth or so. So I wouldn't give up on this potentially tying or slipping a tenth of a degree past 2016. Well, let's just leave it at this, that it's the, the second uh, the second warmest on record in what is uh, was a, a, a very warm summer across the, uh, the entire state. We had days around the 23rd to the 25th were pretty darn comfortable with low temperatures getting down into the 50s away from the coast. Now, near the coast, the water is so warm at this time of the year, it was difficult at any time to get it below 70 for a low. And, and that's a, a little hint there. It has to do with moisture, whether it's the warm ocean temperatures that keep nighttime temperatures elevated. But this past August in particular, there was an awful lot of moisture in the air. The humidity was high. Um, the rainfall was not tremendously abundant in South Jersey. I guess we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but the air stayed moist. And that serves as kind of a, an, a greenhouse effect in a sense, given that water vapor is the most prevalent greenhouse gas uh, in the atmosphere. When you add water vapor, you're going to keep the heat of the day within the lower atmosphere at night. When the skies are clear and the air is dry, that heat of the day more readily can escape out to space. So we put a little bit of a, a moisture blanket, an atmospheric humidity blanket, over the state in August, and that resulted in those record warm nighttime minimum temperatures. Well, and, and this is a really important variable. Uh, first of all, it's the one that the climate models say should change more in an anthropogenically or a human-induced global warming world, that the minimums are gonna increase at a faster rate than the maximums. But even more importantly in the short term, it's the minimum temperatures at night. When they're elevated, the human body cannot get a break. It can't cool down before the next day's heating starts. And that's when you get into health concerns, particularly, obviously, for those people who don't have any uh, form of artificial cooling, air conditioning, even a fan isn't as useful when the air is humid as when the air is dry. So you worry about the health consequences of these elevated nighttime temperatures. Yeah, I, I would say it was one of the muggiest, one of the highest levels of humidity on record. I've seen um, a, a, tech, a tool um, out of Iowa where you can calculate it for the Northeast, uh, you know, for any one of your major airport stations. And they were finding records up in New England, um, but not down this far. Um, but it was ranking very high. So whether this was the most highest dew point, highest relative humidity 
uh, on record or close to it. Um, there's just no doubt it was up there amongst the more uncomfortable August on record, not just with the thermometer, but in terms of the humidity. There's not as much confidence in that because in, it's very difficult to measure atmospheric moisture in an automated sense. Um, and the instruments have changed through time. Um, but generally, we know that a warmer atmosphere has the potential of holding more moisture than a cooler atmosphere. Um, about as close to average as you could get. Um, the average based on a, a dozen or so stations around South Jersey was 4.05 inches for the month. That's three one hundredths of an inch below average. In other words, it's about as close to average as you can get. Um, now, that belies the fact that there were some gully washers in parts of South Jersey. Um, well, there were other areas that were exceedingly dry, but where these dozen or so stations sat, um, none, none of them were immediately in the area of some of the more significant rainfalls. But I might add, none were in the areas that were the driest. Um, again, we base these numbers on National Weather Service cooperative stations around South Jersey, but we have many, many more stations from our automated weather network as well as our COCORAS precipitation observing program, our community collaborative rain, hail, and snow network, uh, which is a group of volunteer observers from throughout New Jersey. It's actually a national program, and these citizen scientists really help fill in the gaps where we don't have official National Weather Service stations. Absolutely, but for instance, uh, the range, if we just look at uh, our observers in Ocean Atlantic and Cape May counties, the amount of rain in August was as high as 10.06 inches up in Lakewood in Northern Ocean County, but it was as low as 1.33 inches down in CIL City in Cape May County. So we had a range of almost nine inches up and down the coast in August. And it's not that the moisture wasn't there. We know it with the humidity. It's just that the triggers, these slow moving thunderstorms we often find in the summer, but the triggers were local. And where that trigger went off and it sat there for a while, you were just deluged with rain. But time and again, areas like Sea Isle City and uh, some other parts uh, of South Jersey just missed out on those storms. We didn't have an Irene come through with uh, torrential rains throughout the entire region. Instead, we had these hit or miss storms throughout the month and they hit and missed enough to lead to an average in South Jersey. Meanwhile, in North Jersey, they hit and hit and hit. And North Jersey averaged 8.28 inches of rain for the month, um, which is 4.17 above average. And it was, the, it was the 10th wettest August on record in North Jersey. And down in South Jersey, it was the 60th wettest August. It really did. And I've seen other summers, of course, where the, the reverse happens and the South gets the rain and the North doesn't. There's, there's not always a rhyme or reason to this, uh, but this, 
this particular month, this, the South missed out, uh, not missed out totally. Uh, again, 4.05 inches of rain is the average. It's just North Jersey had twice the average. When uh, the majority of our cool season precipitation, which goes into the spring, is provided by low pressure systems. Uh, maybe a nor'easter, maybe a low pressure system that goes up through the Ohio Valley. And that distributes rain pretty equitably around the state, uh, including the coastal regions. You get to summer and our rainfall, aside from tropical systems, our rainfall comes in these hit or miss showers and they are more prevalent in inland sections of New Jersey because as these thunderstorms approach the coast, they're influenced by the maritime air from offshore, which is more stable and tends to be cooler relative to the air found on land. And I like to say it takes the legs out from underneath these thunderstorms so they can't percolate up through the atmosphere as effectively and it's not that it doesn't rain. It's not that you don't have thunderstorms down to the down to the beach, but they're not as plentiful or as powerful in most cases, particularly uh, the southern Jersey coastal area. Yeah, yeah, we did. We have yet to take a firm look at all the summer uh, weekends and holidays, as we had in recent years. Um, but we haven't done it for, for this year yet. But I, I can say anecdotally, uh, it wasn't the best of summers when it came to weekends and holidays, um, but it wasn't all that unusually poor. We had some stellar weekends and we had a few that were kind of washouts. I think what people might be remembering is that the past few summers have just been really, really good for weather on the weekends and holidays, um, more than they probably deserved, if you will. And this year, it's not like it's coming back to haunt us, but it's coming back to, uh, you know, coming back to some reality that you are going to have some wet weekend days, uh, which are very rare to find the last couple of summers. Sure. You are. When it comes to September, you always start looking to the south, to the tropics. Um, we're just approaching the peak of the tropical storm season in the Atlantic Basin, but sometimes it's a little slow to get started, particularly as you go further north up the coast. So we always have to keep our eyes peeled on the south, but nothing in particular at this moment. Um, Gordon went into the Gulf, uh, and, and that's because it was blocked by uh, the area of high pressure that's given this early week such warm temperatures. Um, back in August and late July, there was a, a corridor, an alleyway open right up the coast had there been a tropical storm to the south. The Bermuda High was off to our east and there was a low to our west and that just pushes the warmth and moisture up this way. But um, kind of that alley's been closed for business this week. Will it open later this month or into October? Perhaps it will. And then we're really gonna have to keep our eyes peeled to the south. Otherwise, you know, we've started off uh, September in a very warm fashion. The last th uh, three Septembers, in New Jersey have all ranked in the top 10 for warmth. I'm not saying this one will absolutely make the top 10. It's got a good start, but it looks like we've got some clouds and some marine air coming in here um, within the next several days. Uh, we'll see what happens after that. So I'm keeping an eye on the thermometer to see if we're gonna threaten any kind of warm records this month. 
Um, look into the tropics to see if it's going to deliver any moisture. And then, frankly, it's been relatively dry in the south in recent days. So we're going to keep